Welcome, welcome coaches, teachers, parents, and medical professionals. You are listening to Larissa Mills and my podcast, At The Table. I am the founder of iParentGen.com. And today and every day, we are going to discuss how families and schools are managing technology and raising children and teaching them. We are also going to listen to how technology is impacting athletes and their level of sport. So let's get to it. Stay tuned and please call in with your questions or join us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. But parents, you are not alone. There are courses, articles, and videos on my website. Please sign up for free. So let's get listening. Hello there, Mr. Andrew Cannon. How are you there? And you're in Rome today. Hello, Larissa. I am wonderful in Rome. Thank you. It's the most wonderful place to be in September. Gorgeous sunshine, <laughs> not too hot, not too many tourists. Yeah, no, absolutely there, beautiful. I wondered how many tourists there would be. Yeah, not too many considering. So, you know, it's still recovering, you know, obviously from the impact of the pandemic. So, you know, I talked yeah. with the people in the hotel and their fingers crossed that October will pick up. So here, here's a personal question for you, Andrew. How many calories of gelato have you actually eaten? Unfortunately. I haven't had one ice cream yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I would be in there to chocolate gelato every day, make sure I get my, my 20,000 steps in, and then I can have one. Yeah, no, definitely. Pistachio is my flavor oh. that I'll be going for, and that's on my agenda for tomorrow morning. So oh, okay. I won't get my 20,000 steps in for sure. I'll eat the ice cream first and then <laughs> take the steps and do off. it for sure. Well, Welcome to the Parent Talk today Thank on our you. parenting podcast. We have Andrew Cannon, who is from Quandrum, and he is all about finding the joy in what we're doing and how we're going to connect with that. So just a little brief overview. Um, Andrew is on a mission to empower people to joy-filled lives, which I really love. And for parents, this is really um, pivotal because there is joy in our days. And he has, in his 30 years, um, experience in helping corporations, um, understanding humans. Andrew is now using his talents and passion to help people find joy in their lives and to bring joy into the lives of others, which I think is so crucial right now in helping other people as well and finding connection. He is the founder of Quandrum, a company which is building a tech platform as a digital home for the joyful living community. Wonderful. And you are the founder of the Art and Science of Joy, which provides people with knowledge, inspiration, and tools to live more joy-filled lives across the four pillars of joy, which I would love you to explain. So well-being, belonging, impact, and fun. Well, I have to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for asking me, Larissa. It's a pleasure. So where where did you come up with this idea of of joy and and helping others find joy? Was there was there a moment that this yeah. just went off or it was. It was really a switch which was caused by my business partner, um, Rike in Norway, who who really, you know, the mother of Quandrum and her inspiration. I knew in my life that you know, I wasn't satisfied with the purpose that I was on, that I wanted to change to, you know, away from the sort of corporate world to having more purpose in what I was doing. But I didn't really have a clear vision at that point right. as to what exactly it would be. And, and sort of by 
by magic or fate. Mm-hmm. Um, I bumped into Marike and, and she explained to me about her vision. And, and I said, well, yeah, I, I can totally see how to turn that into a business, how to make that into something that will not just be a dream, but right. a dream that can become yeah. a reality for so many people across the world. And so we started working on it, you know, now about two years ago on, yeah. The, yeah. on the concept and the business. Right. And today, parents, we have Andrew here who's going to help explain how we can implement that and the art and science of joy and his initiative. Because as we know, it's a hard time sometimes when you're alone in your parenting raising mm-hmm. kids and understanding that there is hardships in being a parent. I've been there. I had three kids that didn't sleep. A husband was shift work. I had three difficult kids in terms of sleep and eating and all their other fun stuff, but I found joy in their smiles and I found joy in their moments. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's what helped. And I had to figure out what would make me happier. And I found, you know what, I, I started mommy groups and I, I had my Pilates business and we just, started Pilates with babies and I started a whole business and, and collaborating in that prenatal um, mm. way in which we were all just hanging out and, and just enjoying the kids on the grass playing and um, th- them learning how to make friends. And it just went like that. So listeners, Andrew is going to share with us a little bit about his initiative. Could you talk Andrew to how parents can fill their day with these joy superpowers and how we can help our children with that? Yeah, definitely. I think maybe to take a step back to talk a little bit about the pillars um, and how this works out, because, you know, what we wanted to do is to provide a framework. Um, And there are many frameworks out there, particularly around the concept of happiness, um, which for us, was a bit too narrow I think in terms of when we consider joy um, we consider it much more broadly through these four pillars of well-being belonging impact and that's an impact both on other people as well as on the planet Mm -hmm. and fun right shouldn't be too serious either And, and what we wanted to do was to create if you're in the Nordics you would call it a smirgos board oh I like that I like that yeah, it's, a, it's a wonderful of different tools or superpowers that you can use under these four pillars okay. to create your own joyful cocktail or your own joy salad made up of these different ingredients and not just prescribe that everybody has to do this the same way. Right? Right. So, you know, when we dig down into the superpowers, when we did all the research, we ended up probably with 160 plus ingredients that people wow. can deploy across wow. these four pillars and you know it's obviously not everybody's going to use all of those um, but we want to give people the opportunity to explore to to feel hey what if i, I wanted to talk about gratitude you know would gratitude be a thing for me or am i pessimistic should i learn to be more optimistic so everybody has to evaluate where they are today on their own journey and then decide amongst these different ingredients which ones they want to create yeah, as superpowers. That you're going to feel out and 
And if mm -hmm. those don't work, then take a few ingredients out and try a new recipe. Is that what you're, yeah. I kind of get that metaphor there. I love Yeah, that. and it's where you are today, right? Because your ingredients that you had pre-kids, for example, it's going to be probably very different from your toddler ingredients to what they are when you're going to teens, for example. <laughs> you're going to leave a very different. Oh, patience, patience and gratitude. Exactly, exactly. And, and your kids are going to need different tools. So, you know, I think this isn't just about the tools for the parents. It's about the tools for the kids as well and empowering them to develop these superpowers as children these awareness, these skills, which can then help them with the future life. You know, I think if you looked at mental it. health, for example, you know I think I read I that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's, you know, almost all of the damage is done by the time the people are 24, right? So, you know, it's so important, the role of parents to help their kids have these tools, these ingredients that right. they can then use when the hard times come, because every, you can't avoid hard times in your yeah, life yeah. for sure you can't Obvious. protect your children <laughs> exactly exactly so you know that's really the, the basis of what we're trying to do here and through the joy superpower series it's really about shining a light each week on one of these superpowers cool. bringing on a guest who's an expert helping them share the tips we explore the science because some people just don't like to see the, the arty side of it, but they want to understand that this actually is scientific evidence behind this. And neuroscience. Mm. Mostly what I find when we're talking about things like this, it's how our brains are working through the linguistic part, the feelings part, and how we're gonna categorize those in filing cabinets and organize them, and where we're gonna pull out that drawer and use that power. Oh no, wait, I can't use that power here. This one mine will be more effective. But we mm. will have had more experience as we age to take one of those pillars and one of those ingredients to go, oh, I know what works here. That that won't work for me here. I'm gonna use these guys and I'm good. Mm. And, and you're gonna feel more empowered and confident, and so will the kids. Very much so. Yeah, that's much what so. you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a it's a two-way. Thing. And that, that I think will bring a lot of joy to the parents yeah. when they can get to the stage to, to do this together with the kids mm -hmm. and to be, you know, open and transparent in this relationship that, yeah, I have a bad day today. Right. And it's nothing to do with the kids necessarily. Even, no. Right. And it's, it's just you, you're human and it's okay to be human as a parent. Yep. And I think, and depending obviously on the age of the children, how you, yeah. you deal with that. But, you know, I think it's, we, think we sometimes protect them too much. Do you think, and I find in my client base that parents have this perfectionism and they want mm. to be like the perfect parent. And I have to say right yeah. off the bat, I'm not a perfect parent. In fact, I probably screwed up the other day. Yeah, I made a mistake and I had to acknowledge it, talk mm. about it. And uh, it was a total misunderstanding and where, you know, someone ate something in the house and you have to do the investigation. I'm like, well, I told you not to eat the chocolate chips. We've been going through this mm. for a year. And I'm like, okay, well, I went to go make something and they were disappeared magically. Right. And I, it was I, not a big, I'm like, okay, well, where did they go? And we had to get to the point and mm. found out that someone had been taking like handballs of the chocolate chips mm. all the time. No. And he goes, I just can't help it. <laughs> and I'm like, 
he goes, I said, well, you know, this, we warned you that these are for baking and these are for here and you can have your treat. You've got mm. lots of treats. He goes, no mom, but I really like those. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I know that you enjoy them and I'm not glad that you enjoy them. Just remember that when we go to make our energy bites or our muffins or anything mm. like that, I don't have time to go to the store and back. So can you leave me some, just right. have a little bit and just leave me like leave mom some. And then remember there's your snack. So it's just, it's all about reminders. Mm. I just had to go back. Here's your snack cupboard. Here's your thing. Here you go. But I had pinned the little, little um, thievery on the older one, but it was right. actually the younger one. And, and, you know, and the older one is laughing. <laughs> He's like, not me this time. He's like, no way. No way. No way. Oh yeah. He was loving that. And, and the, it was funny because I'm like, we just got home from the cottage as I was telling you. And I, I was about to make things for school. So I had it all organized. And then the whole thing, I'm talking, Andrew, this thing of chocolate chips mm. this big. Gone. 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 <laughs> Gone. Well, there's a wonderful song that I can recommend to you. Like, to you. Holy crap. Are you not, how could you do that? Sugar. Like, that's a lot of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. There's a wonderful song that I can recommend to you to, to use in that situation mm -hmm. um, by a wonderful singer called... Lisa Loeb and the song is Who Stole the Cookies from the Cookie Jar? Well, we use that a lot in our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then like and at the end of it, whoever did it, it was okay because you share it. Right? Let me download it so when he walks into the kitchen, I can... Yeah, and then all the animals go through. It wasn't the penguin, it wasn't the kangaroo, it wasn't the giraffe, um, but then I can't remember. I think it was the kangaroo maybe. Good but then he shares the cookies, right? Who wants one? Yummy, yummy. Right. Well... Along those lines in using those, those superpowers and pillars and mm. which I, I really like the metaphor and the visualization for parents and coaches, if you will, or corporate employees who are all listening. Um, what tips would you suggest for parents to kind of like sneak in these moments and smiles and moments of, of joy in your day when you know, you are home with two kids or you mm. are dealing with tough teenagers. What do you, what do you, what's your vibe? What's your initiative there? Like, yeah, it, it's interesting. I think my vibe is to, as I say, to be authentic and honest and, and involve them in this journey. So, you know, I have the mm -hmm. concept of people creating sort of a joyful experience together with their children and, and they can do different things together. For example, you know, one of the or the first um, joy superpower we covered was gratitude, as as part of well-being. And we know how yeah. important to be to be grateful is. And we had you know Chris Shemrell, the USA Today's gratitude guru, on the show, and and he has this special question, which is if you could give thanks to one person to whom you haven't given enough credit, who would that be? Mm. Right? So that's the sort of thing you could sit down with your child and just say, hey, today let's think about who, who are we thankful for? And who haven't we really thanked enough recently? And it could be, you know, the person in the shop or it could be, you know, grandma, whatever, but haven't really given enough credit. And then to add spice to it, say, okay, well, let's give that person a, a gratitude visit. Right? Either that's in person or virtual, right? Get on Zoom and just say, you know, together, the, you and the kids, yeah, take the time out together, take five minutes. That's all it takes. Just give the person a call and say, 
Hey, I'm really grateful for you for this reason. I'd like to, you know, thank you for being a part of my life and our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's just so empowering for you and the child. Both you get this hit and the other person gets this hit of um, emotional well-being. And yeah, and it just feels so good to have done that. And so those are just the little five-minute things you can do. Because we do that for, we have two very older neighbors. Right. So during these times, we've been making them soup. And the kids mm. across because he can't get out of his driveway in the winter. Right. You know? and, and sometimes if he needs something in the grocery store, he'll call me. And mm. so we do these things. And the kids now are like, mom, is it Tom's grocery day? Right. <laughs> mom, I think Janet needs me to walk the dog. So now the kids are thinking mm -hmm. because we've participated together and making someone else feel important validated right. mm -hmm. and I want my kids to feel that in a fun way you've done it in a fun way and, and therefore yeah. the kids want to do it it's not a reward punishment nope. mechanism they here. like it right because these people have let us you know use their pool or been kind and they do it they just yeah. walk the neighbor's dog and, and they just do it but it's the other day she's like mom I'm making cookies I'll go give I'll go give Janet some cookies and John because they let us swim so much in their pool it was like a mm. thought right. and I'm like wow I that's a great idea I'll just run it down good good on you they'll, they'll really be grateful for that so it's how you you're saying how I speak to them and mm. involve them and then a, then applying it by I like that together together it's, yeah. it's a part of this belonging doing it together and it's doing it fine. I think, you know, if I had a tip to say for parents who are struggling, it's to focus first on the pillar of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To make sure that whatever you're doing together with the kids, mm -hmm. um, you there, there's a number of fun superpowers you can you can do together, you know, oh, which yeah. is probably the easiest one. For example, nature, being in nature. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. That is, is such a superpower that you can easily do. You don't need to to Yosemite you know or Yellowstone no, you no, can no, go to the no. local park you yeah. can go to the you know tree outside your house yeah and that's enough that's enough and it's it's about being still in nature with your children not about performing you know quite often we spend the time in nature that we do it's like jogging or playing football or yeah, yeah. and this is all about no let's just be with nature we are one with nature we are part of nature and if we can redevelop that connection well, together you know, with us and our Earth children like it too <laughs> we yeah. kids. no for sure for Mother sure Earth and 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 we're we're working on an initiative for parents to do that exact thing um i you know because of climate change and um right. pollution and whatnot and the kids i find the more we get kids outside even in classrooms and education and people to take those we call them tech breaks mm -hmm. They actually, if we are connected to nature and we feel more grounded, we actually, for some reason, our nervous system is calmed. So very much so. Very much so. It's a massive impact. It's a double win. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Win for the nature, but also win for ourselves in terms yeah. of the improvement in cognitive functioning. Oh, absolutely. For example, you know, it makes you just so much aware, so much stronger as a person when you feel that you're part of this wholeness of nature. And it's hard when people are struggling to, to do that. But again, repetition helps here, you know, to 
okay, the first time you go out, it feels a bit stupid, right? Maybe just looking at the tree and thinking yeah. I'm one with nature, right? And, and doing that. But the second time, third time, it, it starts to become, how many start to see the benefits yeah. of doing that? So it's not really just giving up after the first time. Well, that didn't work, you know, we're going back to McDonald's yeah. now. Yeah. Um, no, it's also going to the beach, finding rocks. Like we all took our little snorkel masks and we found the 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 rocks so um i could not believe my little guy the little guy's mm. son, the older one's 18 they were like oh no come here they got him and they i was just watching my kids having my joyful moment help each other share yeah. the mass take mm. care of each other in the waves because the waves they didn't want the little one gone in the undertow and they were all under the water looking for because there's fossils and there's little pretty rocks and then what they did mm. they brought them all home i didn't i didn't even ask what they were doing with them i just wanted to see what they were doing with them right yeah. i'm like wow you put them in the in the vase and put it on the table what a mm. great idea for people to see what the beach what is at the beach right and they each put their own favorite rocks in and i was like yeah. i couldn't have asked for a better day mm. um you know it was 40 degrees here I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but I'd say it's a hundred. It'd be a hundred. Wow. Yeah. Um, we were roasting and you literally had to be submerged in water the whole day. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I found that I was like, wow, I was thinking to myself, this is a win for nature, a win for their bonding, a win for their, their, their own empathy. Yeah. Right. And right. it's just that moment. Now it did take extra time for us to go to another place, mm -hmm. but that effort, well worth it that is a moment they will never forget we spent hours there in the water right yeah and, that, and that's it right so you can do these what i would call that sort of a, a bigger thing sort of a, make it an adventure yeah uh, and yeah. and bond that way but then also just integrate it in small little doses into daily life you know yeah. to let's say to go to your your, your local park and, and yeah. notice how the nature changes each week right so sort of engage your kid in a conversation about hey look that tree is it's you know it's now a little bit taller than it was let's measure it against you for example and we can see how your development and the tree's development uh, are going right. to move over the next few years or whatever you know you, you turn it into something you realize that the kids are growing nature's growing you're integrated into that so nature's definitely one reading is another superpower that i can't stress the importance of the parents not only for their own well-being, because you know there is so much evidence showing the power of reading, especially during the pandemic, oh. as uh, as a way of escaping in a way. But it's so much more powerful than going on the internet or you know TV in terms of the the power that it gives you, yeah. the regenerative, the restorative power of reading. But it's I'd say it's the number one gift you can give your kids. Right. In terms of a skill, it's to give them a love for reading. Yeah. You know, because that gives them curiosity. It's just said that kids who don't get the bond of um, security and attachment by the age of eight, mm. eight, this is the British Pediatricians um, Association. If they don't get that bond by eight or nine and they don't feel that security of attachment, like mom and dad or whoever, mom mm. or dad is there. And especially they focused that article on nighttime cuddling and reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That 
I swear my kids, the dopamine and the oxytocin, they just start talking and telling you stuff. And it is the best few minutes before I even, I even get so relaxed that I find my brain wants to go to sleep at that time. Right. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question, Alarissa. What was the number one show on Netflix in 2020? Because um, I know the math. Bridgerton. No, something called Coco Melon. Oh, okay. I've heard, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, which is a program yeah. basically yeah, I, I nursery rhymes for kids, right? And that's the number one show. Good. I like hearing that. But the, the, the downside is when we talk, with um you know we talked a lot with kim jocelyn dixon on this who's done a lot of study in this area tells that it's 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 good but it doesn't replace a parent putting a child on their lap and reading them the nursery lines and unfortunately too many parents are now using it as a surrogate yeah they're using a real robot right? so for example it's number one show because parents put it in the crib Right, so it's on for twelve hours during the night playing. Right, this iPad in a child's oh, crib, that. and that's detrimental. Don't tell me that. I can't. Sorry. All electronics out of the room, parents. Number one, yeah. they have to soothe themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like during the day, like if the, I thought I remember reading that it's timed, but if it's at nighttime, not a good idea. It's it's definitely better to read, cuddle, give them security, and they'll go yeah and especially that bedtime moment that you talked about it's that one where they they really need to be in that parent's lap yeah. just even if you're going to tell the same story over and over again if you only know you know one nursery rhyme that's still so much better than just giving them the ipad and saying hey oh, here's camilla and you're gonna i'm gonna go and you know i've never watch done my that. tv i've never done that and considering the addictive social mm. Um, formulas that movies and cinemas and and as you know I think you know I'm writing a, a documentary and I'm learning more about yes. film and the animator that I'm working with who I can't say who he worked for let, let's say this major company is making shows to be highly addictive yeah I, I was shocked I I almost was like I didn't want to talk to anyone for a week I was like what how how could how could this large company that preaches about children and morals and, and fables and wonderful stories be doing this? I was blown away. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's business, you know, unfortunately. I, yeah, it's, I know. It is. So that's, that's probably for another podcast, but the, the, the message I just yeah. want to give to parents yeah. is that they cannot think that a digital device is, is a surrogate for them. Never. And the Definitely. kids need who, that. Who do, you want the, who do you want your child to come to when right. you have problems? Right. A device? Because they're not equipped mentally mm. to cope with many of which they're seeing or understand or you. Yeah. And you are better equipped. And I understand the challenges here. You know, I, I was in the restaurant the other week where there was a mother who had two young children, both preschool children, and she was having to breastfeed the yeah. younger one yeah. and and so the other one sort of starts screaming um for attention and, and obviously in that situation the parent just reaches for a phone and gives the, the phone to the child and the child stops screaming right problem solved for now in that moment in that moment, moment. 
right? And so that's what the parent's thinking about, how do I get through this moment? I need to stop my child screaming in the, in the restaurant instead of thinking in the long-term impact that this behavior is having. So this preempting of trouble by, you know, the way you're bringing these joy superpowers into your own life and the lives of your children, how prevent that situation from happening in the first place. Exactly. So, so that's one, but as I say, reading, not only for the kid, but also for yourself, we know it enhances quality of sleep. It yeah. lowers rates of depression, yep. improves creativity and empathy. And I suppose yep. creativity is the third fun tip I would give to parents yep. is to spend time doing creative things with the kids and my own personal experience came of that during lockdown when I had the pleasure of homeschooling my own then seven-year-old yeah. on this and just the fun we had um, with a thing called art for kids and yeah and learning how to draw together I was useless at drawing how so are you, do you have any stick drawings you'd like to share <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, probably they would be that. But now I'm actually quite, I could do a mean giraffe oh. with purple spots. There you, and, there you go. And, and to doing that something together, you know, when you're taking yourself down to the child's age in a way to say, hey, you know, I'm going to draw like a four-year-old today or an eight-year-old or a 12-year-old, right? And you're not teaching them anything. There's no judgment in this creative process. There's just making a mess, having fun. Yeah. Um, did you get, and that's what they want and drew like different heads on different bodies yeah and then we made dinosaurs with different colors and i literally will just go get the crayon box bring it over to the table and guess who comes over right the 18 year old the 14 year old boy <laughs> right and and we'll they'll start music they'll put music on mm. and this was more in lockdown right when we had to really fill our days um, right and yeah uh, but we, but they did that on the weekends and the little one, uh, my other daughter draws paint, like she paints, she's a wonderful, but she was teaching him, um, you know, the, the game that when we were little, it was like spiral glyphics where you have the circle mm. and you put the pencil in. Yeah. They were obsessed with that and drawing patterns for like a week. But what was neat is when I came over, what they wanted me to color. And I've always colored with the kids. Like, uh, we had a mm. backpack and instead of instead of, and what do we always advise parents is if you're going to a soccer game or a hockey game, have a little backpack of creativity in it. Yeah. What would you like to get out? A puzzle, a book, coloring, coloring by numbers, um, a, a little bit of a snack and a water bottle. I just plucked that in my son's backpack while the other ones were at their sports. And he, he just stuck with his backpack and he, he stayed in the stands with me or by my side. And he would just be creative instead of the other people who are just shoving a device down their throat. Right. And when you combine that with like reading, one of the fun things I like to do with my daughter when we're in the sauna is we tell stories just by oh, you know, one person telling a sentence and the other person continues the next and so on and so on. And it's just you don't need anything. You don't need material things with you to do that. Right. Nope. You just need it. to have no judgment. Purple no judgment. went over to the green dinosaur's house and they decided to eat fishies together. That's right. And, and you as a parent can't say, well, that's stupid. Nobody's going to believe that, right? You, right. you carry you on. Get into it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're both laughing and it's a wonderful, small, joyful moment that you've added to both of your lives. 
And that's the key. They remember all this. those things. They do. And, you know, I think there's a quote by Carl Jung, which is, you know, it's uh, children are educated by what the grown up is, not by his talk. Uh, yeah. That's so important, I think, for parents to think about your parents are watching you, your kids are watching you all the time. Right? They might not talk to you, but they're watching you. And to have that knowledge that your own behavior is going to impact your kids so much. Right. So as a parent, yes, focus on the kids, but equally or perhaps even more important is to focus on yourself, um, on right. developing your own self-love, your own well-being, that you can then give them unconditional love because you're well and healthy yourself. We know that if a parent has anxiety, depression, it's really hard to say, hey, kids, we're going to be joyful today. Yeah, you know, yeah. when you're not feeling it yourself. So, you know, we really want parents to first think about these superpowers of how do I help myself? Yeah. And then at the same time, well, how do I then translate that to also help my kids? But don't just try and help your kids if you're, if you're right. suffering yourself. Now, the fourth pillar, can you explain how we could work with that as parents? Which one? Which one? Which pillar? Um, you did... Um... What was it? We did, I think we did, what was it? Gratitude. I think we need to do emotional. Was it emotional? Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about yeah. well-being yeah. in more general. Yes. So nature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did a bit about the, the fun and, and we touched the gratitude on a bit of the well-being. But I really want to yeah. focus on, on the well-being more because it is so important, you know, coming out of the pandemic or not coming out, depending where you are in the world. But you know, there's so much talk about um, emotional well-being challenges. And when we look at the, the pillar of well-being, we break it down into the four pillars of spiritual well-being, emotional well-being, mental well-being, and physical well-being. And I'm going to park spiritual well-being to the side for now. But okay. if we say if we looked at emotional well-being, you know, we find that it's very much the the superpowers of physical and mental well-being that give you a good emotional well-being you shouldn't focus necessarily on the anxiety or focus yes. on the depression but focus on the tools right. which either make you feel good or bad so you know physical well-being you could talk about sleep we're not going to do that today but yeah. you know the value of sleep as a parent yeah. and how valuable that is and, and so that gives you mental and um, emotional well-being. But if we looked at mental well-being, I think there are skills that both parents and children can develop to become more joyful. And I think part of the problem is from the research that we've sort of done in this area is that many parents sort of get sort of caught up in that the kids are not willing to do stuff right the kids aren't willing and i think science shows well, this that world. kids naturally <laughs> are willing yeah. yeah but they don't have the skills okay. right? it's the skills that they lack not the willingness right. right so if a parent focuses on the willingness what they do is they then get into this um, behavior pattern of using a series of rewards and punishments yeah to help their kids make better choices. Right. Right. But if the kid doesn't have the skills to make good choices, that isn't going to work because they don't really know 
in on their own, all they know is if I do something, is am I going to get reward or punished for this? Right. You know, that, that's that's the sort of the, the that type of sort of environment that they fear. You know, is is this going to be a reward thing? Is this going to be a punishment right. thing? What's going to happen next? They're thinking about it constantly in the back of their head. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying, okay, kids, we, we know you want to be good. We know you want to, you know, make the right choices. That's your default position for all children. But do you have then the, the skill sets to be able to do that? And there are a number of skills that, you know, I think are more important than, than others. And two that I would stress, one would be language. And Yes, I agree. I think myself, as, as many aren't guilty as this as anybody, is that I overestimate the ability of my kids when it comes to communication. Right? Because I'm in a hurry and I'm rushing, you know, yep. I, I sort of talk to them as an adult more or less. And I do. Yeah, I do. I think there is. The other person knows things, but really they don't come out program. We got to help them learn these skills so that they can live in a world where they can communicate well. Correct. Yeah. And it's, you know, one of the, the question was, how long does it take for a kid to process language? Oh, it's uh, much longer than you. <laughs> it's much longer than an adult. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a little trick to, yeah. you know, the 30 second trick to, you know, wait 30 seconds before you jump in, give them time. Oh. To process what you've said in 30 seconds if you're sitting there on the sofa with your kid feels like an eternity <laughs> right yeah. and it, but to start with you know to give them that chance to first digest what you said but then also get their own feelings their own thoughts in place before you're already jumping to the next part of your process because you're in a rush because you know you've got right. all these emails or whatever your phone's beeping right. all things to be done so you're trying to rush this decision through with a child on your time schedule and not theirs so i think you know if we can step down and say no you know i really need to ensure that the communication happens at their level in a way that they can process the information that they can deal with the cognitive skills that they need to do. Of the, yeah. yeah and that's specifically important when it comes to emotional intelligence because right? that's hard for us even as adults that takes to understand people, right people, what are we feeling learn it. It, it, emotional intelligence is five components that take a series of hundreds of hours to really get good at yeah and, and we need as parents to obviously our own skills to ensure that you know we, we ourselves have a reasonable skill at understanding our own emotions but also the emotions of others and our impact of what we do or say on other people's emotions so not only picking up on our own but how do our kids react um what's really behind that when we behave in a certain way so i think for an example i always give is that you know when you talk about the awareness of the emotion I think a lot of parents jump to the conclusion that their kids are angry. Uh, what are you angry about? Uh, what are you upset about? And, and that's not really necessarily the point. It may be that they're feeling the emotion of anxiety, but they don't know how to understand that and deal with that. So they, they sort of frame it in a reference of anger. Right? 
and, and that takes them you down the wrong path when you're trying to understand what was the trigger behind this how can we deal with this if this same situation comes up later if you've already boxed this as my kid was angry yeah when no my kid was anxious but they didn't know how to express they that properly so label the emotion which takes yes. a very long time to learn how to label unless you're working on facial expressions from age three and yeah, mm -hmm. the sad face, what emotions, what makes you sad? And you have to really yep. work at that. Like we I do. We had a book of emotions that we we actually made up on our own with mm -hmm. services. And then we found other books that were available to work on emotions. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that's so important, as I say, both for ourselves uh, as well as for the children, uh, because it becomes down to a, a trick, really, at the end of the day of preempting and sort of understanding how is this scenario going to play out if I go down this conversation with this child or if we go down this behavior pattern? That's going to trigger. Trigger it, yeah, you will. Yeah, and to help a child understand that they're being triggered, but they then have the power yeah. to change the dominoes, right, to not repeat that pattern. But it's a long process. But we believe it's, yeah. it's a joy super. If you take it on with your child as a game, as a way of learning it together, right? This is fun, right? Learning about emotions can be fun, right? Let's do it charades, let's do it whatever way you're gonna do it to make them feel that, hey, you know, I was told it's my mom's surface. Like a heads up game or anything right. sort of like looking at someone's face and determining those emotional features associated with that emotion. Yeah. Um, it was fun, like heads up, we put a, you can put a different face on it. We're teaching games to teachers. right? how to yep. teach emotion. Yep. Uh, the teachers pretty much nail it all, but these are just ways in which we can work with emotional intelligence, but at a younger age. Um, yeah. Andrew, I thought maybe we could wind up here mm. for our parents. You have some wonderful strategies for them to use the joyful art mm. and science initiative at home. So, and try to implement in their day. Um, what would be your three, two to three strategies that you would like, you know, parents just sort of like play around with and see how they work? Mm. What would you suggest? What would I suggest for that? I mean, in no particular order, but I would yeah, definitely. Because I, <laughs> I like them. Yeah, I know. I definitely say the first one is to work on developing your own superpowers in parallel to developing those for your kids okay so this parenting is not about your kids it's about you as a as an individual as a parent yeah. and and so you know look at our superpowers choose the ones that you need to develop or desire to develop for yourself on your own joyful living journey Right. And focus on developing the skills related to that and not the outcome. So don't focus on anxiety or oh, yeah. depression yeah. or obesity, but yeah. focus on what are the skills that you can use to help you either prevent or to recover from these um, challenges. Okay. So that would be the first one. Okay. The, the second one, I suppose I would say to, to be transparent, authentic, and open with your kids but in a way that they understand right 
you know, don't turn this into some sort of scientific experiment yeah, on them. No, it's about connecting. It is. It's, it's about connecting about on their level. Communicate at their stage of life. Correct. So this would be very different to a three-year-old as to a 13-year-old in yeah. terms of how you play it out. But the concept's the same. Yeah. That you're going on this journey together to how can we as a family, you know, live more joyfully? How can we all as a family have better well-being? How can we all have more fun? How can we all belong? How can we have a more positive impact on, you know, our neighbourhood, on our extended family on strangers on the planet right. Right. right so you turn it into that but the way you do it is going to change obviously for for different but i think one way that works for all ages right. is to turn it into a what we call a joy superpowers um weekly game okay so and there's different ways you could do it but the basic sort of idea would be to to list the the family members across the top for example on a piece of paper or on a chalkboard something like that and then you know link down the sides the four pillars so well-being belonging fun and impact and you basically work out a scale you're gonna do it you're gonna you're gonna give it a go tell me how it goes right now Tell me how it goes. Tell me how it goes. Yes, so you, 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 together as a family, you choose the scale you want to use, right? Okay. So for little kids, it's probably going to be a smiley face. Um, just a three of my feeling, uh, a smiley face, um, okay. just a blank face or my sort of crying face, sad face. Mm -hmm. Or for, you know, older children, it could be on a one to 10 points of one to 10. What's how are you face? feeling? They're like, <laughs> always feel like, yeah, mom. And they're doing me this little rap thing now. I'm like, uh -huh. I don't even know if I have, like, what is that emoji? <laughs> Probably better to move on with those kids to a numeric scale for this. Wow. And say, on a okay. scale of one to 10 kids, how are you feeling to this week? How was this week for your well-being? Right? How was this week for your fun? Did you have fun this week? And if all the family do that, and then over one meal over the weekend, say you consciously sit down, and get this bit of paper out, look at the chalkboard and say, hey, you know, where did we succeed last week? Where did we as a family struggle? You know, yeah, Sharon, um, you know, our younger daughter, she didn't have much fun last week, right? Okay, let's make sure this week we build something into our schedule that adds fun to Sharon. Sharon, what do you love to do, right? It's your right. special week next week. Uh -huh. um, you know, Tom's not sleep, didn't sleep very well last week, got exam, okay. Let's look next week at different tips and tricks we can do to improve your superpower of sleep. Why don't we all do it while we're there? Because we could all do with benefit with this. So, yeah. you know, you then have this little game saying, okay, well, next week, see who's going to be the best sleeper. Um, you know, and see how you can all develop your own sleeping I skills. Okay, we're all going to leave our devices. I like this. We're going to leave our devices charging in the living room downstairs. You know, we're not going to be the parents who say to the kids, don't take your phone to bed. And then we're under the sheets, right? Looking, just to, until they come in, and then we hide our own phone. <laughs> so we don't want to be that parent. No, right? So you know, right? And we we all get points and a reward, you know, and you, whatever works for your family. You know, you can yeah. you can do different ways of yeah, doing this. But the whole concept of a discussion, of, I think. Yeah. And it'll be more of like, the, who wants to plan? You get to plan the meal next week on Wednesday. Right. Because we have exactly. one, you know, and just little things. I try to go for simple 
Mm. Like, okay, you want to go fishing? Okay, then we'll go fishing. We'll all go right. down to the river and we'll go. But I yeah. really, really and like it, that. It's right. And then for belonging, you know, if we, if, if somebody struggle with belonging, say, okay, well, you know, you can, you can have a sleepover next weekend or you could yeah. let's, you know, let's go and see grandma. Right, we haven't visited yeah. grandma for a few weeks. That's going to help our belonging. Right, she's going to tell us our whole stories of let's her take childhood. Let's take grandma for a meal. You know, let's. Right. Yeah. You know. So, and, you, and as you say, you have a conversation, but you can have these same conversations with young kids as well. But you just do it differently. You take it to their level. Right? You take it to their level, and so I think that's that's the thing anybody can implement and use on a weekly basis, just as a barometer, you know, it's like you check the weather, yeah, check how your temperature like you know, is. Where you're like, just, let's just feel these vibes out. Where are we? Hmm. Are, yeah. we too, are we too low? Is there more children sort of down here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I kind of go with that in my house. We're always doing a meter. I do a meter check. Right. Right. Where and include yourself in it, right? Because, right. you know, like yeah. if you had a bad week at work, myself. <laughs> right you had a bad week at work you know your belonging score goes down and, and you explain to your kids hey and then they understand why you're a bit ratty why you're a bit short you know over dinner on thursday like that right, right? Brilliant. you know well and they thank you so much for sharing all of these wonderful initiatives and goals and ideas and applications because it is amazing I think to share with parents these tools that are almost like just living a happier way of living mm. right it's just it's so nice like they're simple it's very simple there's no money involved right. and I, I really like that because we live in such a materialistic society mm. but kids today know more about labels of clothing than they do about plants and trees right um and that's a hard thing for me to, to examine right now because I'm such mm -hmm. an environmentalist and our yeah. kids our kids like use an app that goes and finds plants and flowers and they have to figure out what they are and I, I'm trying to bridge technology a little yeah. bit with nature and how we use it properly but I really like the joy of it because we go out fishing a lot we're in the rivers a lot and then here my son goes fishing mm. this guy beside him dumps his garbage out of his car wow and leaves it my son was so mad I, was mm. like, I understand that you're mad I understand that you can't control what other people do however yeah. what could you do right now to fix this problem mm. he went over got a garbage bag gloves on picked it up he goes you know next time he sees them he this is my, he goes oh I have a garbage bag if you need one right. just carry it with you and just say mm. that right yeah. but he was really angry he's like this is my lake I'm trying to you know catch these fish these fish need good water and, and mm. putting that process together right you and i would have probably dealt with that a little differently right right a little bit more assertively but kindly mm. he was just upset and that's that's good in a way you know i think and that's why we talk about joy as a, a state of being which encompasses all emotions that you know if a kid wants to get angry at some injustice you know that's fine yeah. It's exactly what it was. He was like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then to help him, as you did wonderfully find a, his own solution to that and not just, you know, you go and get the gloves and take it Oh, up. no, I, I'm like, what are you going yeah. to do? Yeah, and that was such a wonderful empowerment. You empowered him to to do that and to, 
you know, we change that anger way. into something positive. Yeah, it's like, well, we right? need and to leave it the same way that we came to it. So what's our rule, right? Yeah, and, well, and you know. Thank you, thank you so much. And thank you for, for tuning in from so far away and, and on your vacation. And we, you know, we tried to work to get together to, to bring this opportunity to, to listeners and this, um, this whole concept. So where, Andrew, can people find you? They can find us very easily um, because if you just type the art and science of joy, we're the only people you'll find. So there's no confusion to doing that. So whatever channel you go on, type the art and science of joy, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, website, Spotify, Google, Amazon Prime, wherever you go, um, you'll find us. So that's really, really simple. And we'd love to have you connect obviously everybody is listening and to share back with us your experiences and what superpowers you would like to see you know because we're always looking for uh, for new things to that we could cover in this and you know so some of your listeners say hey yeah well, they I all know about superpowers because that's what we teach kids to say in their mantras at night right to embellish their like to really get their their practice of i am fast i am strong and, and have those superpowers before bed because they wait, they help us wake up and feel better. They do, and it's it's with an S, right? Don't fall into the trap that everybody only has one superpower. We're not no, in a Marvel no. comic strip here, you know. We've got one that we, feels like a cheetah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, we we've got multiple strings, and we can change them. We yeah, interchange. We can, that's you. our choice. That's our power to yeah. do that. Yeah, and well, some, thank you so much for being here today um, from the art of joy, Andrew. And I hope that we can collaborate in the future. I think we have many more p- topics to cover um, for parents and, so. and for children, actually. I, I hope I hope that we can collaborate a lot more. Yeah, no, definitely, Larissa. Um, you know, thank you so, so much for giving me this opportunity to come and talk to you and uh, hopefully inspire your listeners to live a bit more joyfully. Um, oh, they will. Forward. We will. So it's gonna. That's happen. the best, and I love that idea of let, let's, you know, let's not only for parents, but let's focus on the kids as well. So yeah. let's see how we can help engage them on developing their joy superpowers. Well, super, and thank you for tuning into the Parent Talk today, folks. We'll see you soon. Hey.